morning, good morning, and welcome to Red Sea Roundup, to Brazos Valley and beyond. We're here in our studio at St. Mary's Catholic Center and College Station. We can be heard all around, not the world, yet. Right, Dennis? Well, well on, technically, on we internet, can be heard all around the, the world. On the internet, I hear that Pope Francis listens. I think he should. Of course. This morning. That's my Fat Tuesday live before Lent. There you go. Well, today is <laughs> February 28th. It's Fat Tuesday. It's Mardi Gras. There's other names for today. A Trove Tuesday, perhaps. I heard a little bit on the radio. I do listen also. Trove Tuesday? I think it's called, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe so, somebody can correct me. Super but, Catholics. Uh, today, yeah. my daughter, Marion Como, is listening because she has a little more interest in the show today. Not just her mother on the radio, but some of her St. Joseph compadres. We're here. Uh, we have lots and lots of things to talk about uh, on our show today, but we're going to kick it off with some very exciting news from St. Joseph's Catholic School, Our Lady Eagles are in the regional playoffs. I'm here with Kendall Lee and Faith Storns. And I, Marion said I'm only supposed to call you Walker, not Mr. <laughs> or Coach. Or is, is, can we slide that through there? Yeah, that's fine. All right, great. Well, y'all, uh, Coach, tell us about your season and what's going on this weekend. Well, we're having a very successful season this year, and uh, we're going to be uh, playing in the state semifinal game this Friday at 4 o'clock up in Abilene at McMurray University. But it's um, it's a tournament, right? So if you win, you keep playing? Or... Yeah, well, we're, we've been in the tournament for a little over a week oh, now. Okay. And uh, we've won our first two playoff games, which is allowing us to play in the final four, which takes place this weekend. Awesome. Abilene, we've got a long bus ride that we're... Crossing our fingers that the bus makes the bus ride, right? Uh, Faith, tell us a little bit about, are you a, your class, your, uh, what, how long you've been? Tell us all about your experience with basketball at St. Joseph's. Um, so I'm actually a junior this there year. There you go. Um, I actually didn't play my sixth grade year. Uh, I started my seventh grade year playing basketball, um, and then I've played ever since then, um, high school with Walker, um, and then just keep going on hopefully next year too. Awesome. And what position do you play? Um, I'm tell a, us about your uh, place on the team. Um, I'm our shooting guard. I'm also a co-captain to Kendall. She's the head captain, and then I'm the co-captain along with Ashley Carey. Um, yeah, so my job is just to go out there and shoot the ball away. Well, uh, Mr. Breland gave me a little update of your last game. Uh, he said that started off with the lead. It kind of dwindled down. You popped a couple of threes, and that turned uh, the momentum around is that right yes ma'am how'd that go it was fun like, um it was nice to at first we we're all nervous because we've never like gone this far um but after a while all of our nerves kind of just like disappeared and we started playing more like us um and so we got into our groove and just started shooting better and yeah it was awesome so is that <clears throat> normal for you to hit a three? Uh, yeah you, that's yeah, like that's my shot. Shot. yes ma'am <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell our listeners, um, I'm sitting here, she's got some fingers all taped up, and Kendall's got a wrist thing on, and this is it, it must be a contact sport. So, oh, yeah. Kendall, introduce yourselves and yourself and tell us about uh, your experience on the team this year. Uh, I'm Kendall, and I came freshman year to the school because I'm from Gaul, so I started there my entire, I went there my entire life. And then I came. Uh, freshman year and started playing basketball there and I played every year um, except for last year actually because I had a knee injury so I was their manager so it was 
I've come back this year, and it's really nice to be back with the team and actually playing. And are you a? No, I'm a senior. Awesome. Yes. Great. So uh, having this season extended is always exciting as a, a senior to keep it going. Yes, so mm-hmm. um, we are going to be traveling. Uh, understand we can listen to the game online. Coach, can you tell us a little bit about that? Or do you did you know that? Oh, uh, well, yeah, you can <laughs> yeah, the, you can watch the game uh, live online from the, um, the, the well, the school has sent a link out on our uh, our Facebook page to uh, where you can watch it this, this Friday at 4 o'clock. And um, if you go to St. Joseph, you can actually, they're going to set up a viewing room in one of the classrooms after school so people who aren't able to make the, the long bus ride are able to still watch the game. Awesome. How long have you been a coach at St. Joseph? Uh, this is my fifth year as, as the head coach. And, you know, this is the most successful season that we've had. We've kind of been building things up over the last three or three or four years, and it's kind of coming uh, into fruition this year, kind of what I've, I've envisioned the program being able to do. And I'm hoping we're going to be able to uh, win the state championship this weekend this year and then, you know, continue it on into future years. So everything can take place this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, win or lose, the season's over this weekend. Got it, got it. So what do you think about that, Kendall? How does that – oh, now I have to be the one close to the mic. <laughs> We're all looking around. It's really something to see for our listeners that <laughs> you first, me first now. So – um, what are your thoughts on as the season's coming to an end? Uh, it's really exciting because freshman year we made like the first round of playoffs and just we've gotten farther every single year. And so I think it's really exciting to be able to go all the way to the state tournament because that's pretty far. And I think that it's good for our team because we've worked for this and really wanted this really bad. Oh, that's great. I know um, for those of you who have some knowledge of um, private school, uh, Catholic school, you're tend to play maybe more than one sport, and you get to know each other quite well. Faith, I know your sister was quite a leader on several different sports, too. Um, How does that play into your thoughts? You had some big shoes to fill right there, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think also it's helped, though, having a big sister, um, because she's definitely helped me with all the sports, like helping me um, start actually freshman year. She helped me. Um, get a starting spot on our uh, volleyball team, and then she's just kind of helped me ever since then. Um, and, and it's like having those shoes to fill has kind of just helped me to, like, get better and become, like, a better athlete. Mm-hmm. And um, so the baseball season's on hold, right, or softball, rather, uh, until we get through this. Uh, either of y'all going to play softball? Yes, ma'am, we both yes? do. Yes? Awesome. awesome. They're also on the track team. <laughs> <laughs> and is track right now, too? Uh, track will start up on Monday when we finish this weekend. Okay. Wow. No rest for the weary, uh, huh? Never. Oh, great. I, uh, I know I'd also like to give a little shout out to uh, ex- another exciting thing among many things going on at St. Joseph in the field of sports. Gianna Fontana will be uh, signing today to attend uh, Ave Maria in Florida. So Ave Maria University, we're very happy for her and um, I think She's not been able to play this year due to a concussion, so um, probably had some shifting around to do as your players. Oh, yeah. We, uh, yeah, we lost Gianna back in, in December, and we know we were kind of unsure whether she was going to be able to, to return or not. And we had, uh, you know, we had to shuffle some uh, people around, and we had a sophomore uh, step up and uh, take over that starting role. And uh, it was a little touch and go in the first couple of games, but, uh, you know, now she's playing as uh, one of our uh, solid starters. She made the all-district second team. Her name's Lacey Matoka. Wow. It's awesome. Um, it's a very exciting time at St. Joseph. Um, 
when uh, Ms. Blazek emailed me about two months ago wanting to get some uh, students and or faculty online and, <clears throat> excuse me, talk about um, attending Catholic school and how that impacts your faith life. And um, I know that, Coach Walker, you and Kendall aren't Catholic, but you're around a whole bunch of Catholics all day, every day. And, um, Coach, what's, what's something that maybe you've observed as being a coach and a teacher at St. Joseph's Catholic School about the Catholic faith? Well, uh, I, I did coach for uh, a year or two at, at public school before I came here, and it's just a completely different dynamic when you switch to uh, a religious or, you know, a Catholic or a Protestant private school. And, you know, just the way the girls interact with each other, interact with, with, with adults, and um, it's, a, it's a much more positive environment, especially as, we're, you know, we're trying to prepare them to enter to the real world, wherever they're going to go off to college. They may not be in that that religious environment, that, that, that Catholic environment where they go. And so, you know, we want to prepare them to be able to handle that, you know, when they're going to be exposed to things out in the real world. And, you know, we hope we, we do a good job getting them ready for that. Awesome. Kendall, can you uh, speak a little bit to that? Uh, well, yeah, it's pretty cool to see, like, actually be able, because in public school, like a bigger public school, you wouldn't be able to, like, talk about God as much as we do. And having uh, the theology class that we do, I really like that, and getting to grow in my faith with the people and going to Mass and everything like that. Yeah. Because I am the age that I am, um, I went to school in a time that we started the day off with prayer and the pledge of Pledge of Allegiance, and um, my older daughter attended St. Joseph, so my experience as a parent was always in the Catholic school system. As she got into high school, and I'm involved in youth ministry, we heard about these uh, see at the pole, you know, one day out of the year that students could gather and um, have a prayerful presence, and it was really you know, when you your experience is involved in Catholic school and then you reintroduce to the public school and those kind of things, it really gave me an appreciation. Um, there's kind of a joke that says, as long as there's tests, there'll always be prayer in school, <laughs> no matter where you are. But to have the opportunity um, to be immersed in prayer, I would... I would think that that's a good experience. Yes, yeah, great. And Faith, you are raised Catholic and uh, attend the Catholic uh, school. What are your perceptions of uh, being able to nurture your faith, and how does that help you in a day-to-day? Well, um, I think it's just awesome to be able to have a Catholic school here in Bryan College Station uh, nearby for all these uh, Catholic students. Um, it's just like an it's awesome to be able to come St. Joseph because I can not only like grow my faith individually, but see like my close friends um, grow also in their faith. And like uh, Kendall, who's like one of my really good friends, is like not Catholic, but I also just see her grow in her faith too. Um, and it's just nice to be able to like as a team start um, practice in prayer and our practice in prayer um, and just like dedicate everything to God. Where in a um, public school, you may not be able to exactly like do that necessarily. Um, but it's just nice to be able to like not worry about what anybody else thinks and just like focus on God since like He's our number one. Absolutely, um, my daughter Marion was attending Caldwell, and um, one of the first uh, she was on the drill team, and so we, I brought lunch there, and I was like, "Aren't we going to say the blessing?" And everybody kind of <laughs> looked around, and it was like, as long as it's a student. So there were some students that picked it up and and led that. So it's just a really a different world that you don't 
experience um, being a part of of Catholic school. So, Coach, uh, let our listeners know. And by the way, we are being heard in Waco, and I think there's a school that we compete against there in Waco. Rikers, uh, is that a part of (laughs) Um, so tell us again about this weekend and uh, the times that we can and ways that we can support the St. Joseph Eagles. Sure. Uh, our, the, the semifinal game is on, on Friday at, at 4 o'clock. And uh, if we are uh, fortunate enough to be successful in that game, we'll play again Saturday at 3 in the state championship game. Very good. Well, listeners, we sure thank the representatives of St. Joseph Eagles for being here today. Uh, we're going to be watching and supporting as best that we can and we wish y'all the best of luck and thank y'all for being here thank you no problem thanks wow wow don't hit him in the head Dennis yeah wow thank you all very much it's very exciting to to hear about a a state championship possibly coming to our community so god bless y'all very much it's very exciting awesome cool as uh we prepare to go to break we have a couple of things. Do you mind we me have, make make one announcement about the Waco area? Just one. Just one. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Who's the producer now? Um, yeah, we're very excited to, to announce that we are having our first annual Red Sea Catholic Radio Benefit Dinner on April 21st, Friday. It'll be starting open doors at 630. And uh, we're going to be at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Waco, just off the circle, across the str- across the highway from the circle. Uh, we already have reservations coming in. You can go to our website at redcradio.org to buy table sponsorships or individual tickets for our benefit dinner. Our first annual, this is one of our biggest fundraisers of the year. And so we're really hoping to pack the house there to hope, you know, a couple hundred people or more possibly to hear Trey and Stephanie Cashin are going to be our speakers. They're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit in the domestic church. So if you have a young family, if you're just a married couple that is waiting to have children and, and are expecting children soon, if you're a single young or a single older adult, if you are a family of any shape, size, or form, you have a domestic church, not only in those that are in your household, but those around you in the community. So come here about inviting the Holy Spirit more into your domestic church from Stephanie and Trey Cashin at our first annual Red Sea Catholic Radio Benefit Dinner on April 21st. That's a Friday. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. We're going to have some great barbecue. The theme is God Bless America. So we're going to have some wonderful uh, brisket and chicken barbecue, as well as some adult beverages. It is Catholic, you know. Yes, it is. It's going to be very exciting. (laughs) And uh, because— In moderation. Because we are uh, supporting—we have our sister station over there in Waco— K-Y-A-R 98.3. Indeed. Very excited. My guest after the break is going to be the station manager there, Stephanie Lee. Stephanie has an incredible, incredible story to tell. And I'm going to let the details come out. For those of you that know Stephanie, know what an incredible person she is. Quite an inspiration for us all to let there be no setbacks in our life. She has followed the will of God, and we firmly believe God has led Stephanie to us. Absolutely. And so we we hired her, <laughs> and we got her, and she's our station director. So all you stations in Waco, you missed out because we got the best. We got her. Yeah, so we're very excited. Going to have a full interview with Stephanie Lee coming up. Awesome. So we're going to go to break, meet you on the other side.
Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. Today, my so excited about my guest uh, is going to be Stephanie Lee. She's the station manager at our sister station in Waco. Um, I remind our listeners, both here in Bryan College Station and in Waco, that this is a live show. You can call in with any questions or comments and welcome Stephanie to our radio family. You can do that by calling 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. That's 855-683-7332. And it's, I am so excited to get to know our, my guest a little bit better. Her name is Stephanie Lee. Uh, Stephanie, are you there? I am here. Thank you so much, Judy, for having me. Oh, well, good morning. How's it going over there in Waco today? Good morning. It's great. It's really great. We are, um, well, right now I'm entering a bunch of data from spreadsheets from our parish presentations over the weekend. So I'm almost done with that. So it's been a productive morning so far. Well, great. It's very blessed. It's wonderful to feel productive at uh, 9.15 in the morning. You've got a lot going it on. Is. Well, um, I'm looking at a wonderful article on our radio and on introducing you uh, that was in the Catholic spirit. It's a great radio, a uh, great article about that. Uh, sadly, Dennis is also in the picture. JK. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and Thaddeus. No, so, there's nothing uh, sad about that. Not we at all. We took the picture. We're all family here. It's just a, a very exciting time Um about our radio and we're, our growth is is just tremendous and uh, so many things to talk about. Um, but Stephanie, I, I think what makes our um, witness ex- powerful and compelling to people is for us to tell our story. And so um, tell us about you. Are you a cradle Catholic? What part of uh, the Catholic faith has been important in your life and how that brought you to the radio station and how, just tell us how all of that happened. Okay. Um, well, I was born and raised Catholic. So yes, I'm a cradle Catholic. Um, my family is Czech and I do live in West. So strong Catholic values and ties are all rooted there. Um, so definitely could not see myself in any other church. Um, wouldn't want to be in any other church. And I've always had, or played an active role um, in my faith just because it's always meant a lot to me. For some reason, just growing up, I was always drawn to church and drawn to the Lord and drawn to uh, finding favor with Him and serving Him in any way that I could. Um, I was born totally blind, so the way that I look at my life or my mantra, so to speak, has always been um, from Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 that says, for we walk by faith, um, not by sight. And so I look at that as a test every day from God um, and and trying to be able to trust Him more. Uh, we're definitely working on that, but um, I do have a lot of trust in Him just because of my situation and of my circumstances. So I always felt when I was younger that I needed to do something professionally with my Catholic saints. I just didn't know what that was. And so as time went on, and I graduated from Baylor, um, I know those Aggies down there hold that against me, but, you know, it's a fun, friendly (laughs) rivalry. (laughs) It is. Uh, We, it is, definitely. Uh, We, when I graduated from Baylor with my master's in 2012 in journalism, 
I just kind of was at a standstill in my life. Yes, I had jobs in radio, but it just never felt, I was very blessed to have those, but I never felt completely fulfilled. I didn't feel like I was serving God in the way that I should be. And it was like something was just missing, and I didn't know what that piece was to that puzzle. And so then I just started really praying about it and discerning, and God said to me, spoke, and he said, you know, you need to own a Christian radio station one day. And I'm going, okay, what in the world? How am I going to do that? I have, I don't have a million dollars laying around, but okay, maybe if that's in God's will and in his plan for me, maybe that will just happen with time. So did you have a definition, did you have a, like even a definition of what Catholic radio is all about? Because, um, no, I mean, I had no idea it even existed. Nor I, when, when Dennis and and Darby, uh, were, nor nor did I, when we first got the (laughs) call, uh, started doing these parish presentations, which you were talking about earlier. Um, I Uh was, I was there and, uh, heard them and, I taught, they were like, you know, we want to bring Catholic radio here. And I was like, great. I love praise and worship music. And so I thought that <laughs> oh, it was yeah, going to be. See, that's what I thought it was, too. It would be no an idea. avenue to, because here in Bryan, uh, you know, KSBJ is known, but you can't always listen to Christian radio right. um, as we can now. But uh, so to learn what even Catholic radio was all about, that must have been a real, really, Lord? <laughs> Yes. And so, like I said, I felt really drawn to do something with Christian radio. And so my mission was, okay, I want to get a local, relatable Christian music radio station in our central Texas area. That was my mission. And I was like, okay, I'm going to write up a business plan and I'm going to do all this stuff to make it happen. But every time I started doing something with that, it was like it just never fit. It, it never could, would happen. And so I thought, okay, there's something else keeping me from doing this. God has other plans in mind, I think. And back then it was more of, really, God, what are you doing? <laughs> but now I can really understand what he was, what he was doing there. Um, and so a friend of a friend, a friend that works with, or that used to work with my mom at school, um, her son is a priest in Georgetown at one of the churches over in our diocese. Well, we know and that priest very Dennis. well here in Bryan. Yes, uh, we do. I can tell we that do. part Father just Will. briefly. Yeah, Father Will Stratton. Yeah. He, uh, I had just uh, gotten through with a, uh, a great confession, and he goes, hold on a second. Before you leave, I want to ask you a quick question. And I'm like, okay. He goes, it's about radio. And I said, sure, go ahead. And he started talking about this girl that was a dynamo in the Waco area and works with radio. And he just said, I wonder if you know the girl named Stephanie Lee and her mom is, is Pat Lee used to be a Coojay. And, you know, and so we started drawing all these family ties and I'm like, no, I've never met her, but I got your contact information. And so out of the clear blue, a priest that we very much love and recognize grew up around your family told me about you. And so that's kind of a, one of the first amazing steps. Go ahead, Stephanie. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then you called me one night and we talked for an hour and a half. Like we had known each other for a long time Mm -hmm. and it was just really great. It was like a a God aha moment of, okay, maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So then I just really felt drawn to trying to get Catholic radio here. 
and you and I, Dennis, have worked on that for a long time. Yeah, you know, we it took us about five years. Power FM. Yes, mm-hmm. it took us it, about. But in the meantime, and, here in Brian, the Red Sea Apostolate had been looking towards expansion. Correct, Dennis? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, we we did. We were trying to help with the low power FM window for multiple different markets and and help churches apply for those and uh, definitely ran into some brick walls that they were clearly not meant to be, at least not yet. And so um, there were too many, uh, not coincidences, but, mm-hmm. you know, clearly there was a brick wall that we hit that was supposed to be there. It hurt when we hit it. <laughs> It hurt a lot. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. God had other plans. Yeah. And so we just st- took a step back and we uh, were given the information about this one particular station for sale. And we kind of had enough signs together that said, this is the one. And from that point, it took about another full year till we were able to buy that station over a year and then put it on the air. Mm-hmm. After which we did interview uh, an interview with Stephanie. And uh, I'll let you tell more about that, Stephanie. Well, and I just, um, when you had called me, Dennis, I didn't, you know, I, I was hoping, you know, that I would have gotten an interview, but I didn't know at the time what Red Sea was going to be able to do as far as hiring goes. But I knew, again, I started praying about it. I said, God, if it's your will for me to work there, and if it's your will for me to serve you through Red Sea, then please show me a sign or or do something so that I know. And... Sure enough, I interviewed, went down to College Station, and I interviewed, and I thought, okay, it'll be probably two weeks before I hear from Dennis, because mm-hmm. I'm sure they have other candidates to interview. <laughs> and you called me, I guess, 9 or 10 o'clock the next night on Thursday, and lo and behold, I was offered the job, and so I did some discerning and prayer over the weekend, and I said yes, and I knew then that I was where I was supposed to be. Because now I can make my faith part of my career professionally every day. And I cannot tell you how truly rewarding that has been. We, we had actually been interviewing you for about four years. <laughs> and so, <laughs> true, you know, and, and got, gotten to know you. I just but needed I the others. as a volunteer opportunity right. to serve him better. I, yes, I wanted to work with Red sure. Sea. Sure. I wanted I'd, to work for Red Sea. But if you, it was meant to be, then yeah. God would have... Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I had that feeling God might be leading us that direction, but, um, you know, in, in no way you were volunteering out of the goodness of your heart and you were very mm-hmm. effective and you're a very hard worker there. So, yeah. and I think, uh, That's part true. of what you were saying about your faith and your, um, job clashing together and what a, what a blessing that is sounds very uh, similar to our station manager here in Brian Thaddeus, Romansky, how, yeah. um, you know, what a blessing that can be that you're, um, what you do for your livelihood and what you do for your faith life can both be the same thing. How, um, how rewarding that could be. Well, and I, I think Thaddeus and I are both very strong Catholics. And I think Dennis was telling me about, you know, how God led him to Thaddeus and how, God led Thaddeus to Red Sea, and I think it's just all, it all ties back together, like, wow, God, I cannot believe you have done all of this and made Red Sea what it is, because the Holy Spirit is definitely moving around here, and He is active. In, a, in mighty, mighty ways, and if we go back to your original uh, quote from Corinthians, and um, 
let's revisit that that quote and now apply it to this part of your um, apl- employment here at, at at Red Sea. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, I've been walking by faith since January fourth when I first started at Red Sea. I, I think you know I took a leap of faith, taking a step in a different direction. Not you know not that radio is all that much different, but I think Catholic radio non-commercial radio type of thing is a whole nother animal and it just takes things to a whole different level of being rewarding and of, of truly serving God. And just over the a weekend when I was at those parishes, I mean, we had so many people coming up and saying, I love Red Sea Radio. I love Catholic Answers Live. I love this. I thank you for, for being on the air here and we just appreciate everything you guys are doing. So you know it's touching people here. You know it's helping them. And so I'm just keeping the faith every day that it's just going to continue to grow and that it is really helping people and teaching them about the Lord because that's what we're about. And I think that's so rewarding every day just to wake up and do that. I don't look at my, you know, even there there are stressful times with this job and things do happen I wake up every morning and I thank God for another day. And I say, you know, I know I'm going to work, but I love what I do. So (laughs) I'm excited to go serve you. It is so exciting when you're talking about doing these parish presentations. And I mentioned, I guess, five years ago when Dennis was uh, doing those presentations here locally and my question of what is Catholic radio. And then fast forward after we got the station here and I started learning and loving so much more about uh, Catholic radio, uh, we were asked to be godparents to, uh, and the baptism was going to be in Kerrville. And that morning Uh there were uh, people there doing a parish presentation. And I just thought like, wow, what a difference my reaction is to, you know, we, Keith and I just got so excited. We wanted to stand up in the middle of the church and say, y'all have got to just hang on and, you know. You have to, because I know what this is all about, <laughs> and I understand Catholic Radio. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's, it's just a very exciting time for you and for us, too, because, I mean, here we are. I'm in, I'm in College Station, and you're in Waco, and just the sky's just bursting open with opportunities for growth, and mm-hmm. it's, it's very and God exciting. God just keeps giving us these things, and and I'm like, God, wait a minute, slow down a little bit. Let me catch up and do this other thing, and then I'll come back, you know. But he, he's definitely working us and, and really telling us what we need to do, and I love that. Um, in your experience prior to this job, when you were working with radio, were you a voice on the radio then too? Or? I was. I was. I was a voice uh, voice talent and local producer. I worked in radio for about four and a half years prior. Um, we, I was a, a board operator slash producer kind of occupation with ESPN Radio in Waco. And so, yeah, I look at every job that I've had as a learning experience. I've learned a little something from every job. You know, I learned a lot about things that I didn't know about sports through ESPN (laughs) because the radio is really descriptive. So on, like on TV, yeah, they describe a little bit too, but the radio is really descriptive since you can't really see what's going on in the car, you know? Exactly. Lots of people will bring, uh, you know, earphones to, to a live game and listen to the radio commentary. it almost honestly kind of reminded me of my grandfather sitting with him and listening to the 
the baseball game on the radio because he used to do that a lot when they didn't have cable TV. And it was just like, it kind of brought back some nostalgia there. And it was just really, really neat to bring me back to those, those family times. So I really enjoyed that. And I also was a uh, local producer for one of our afternoon shows. Uh, That was my internship that turned into the job at ESPN. And then I worked as an on-air voice talent for a country station and a top 40 station. And I was a morning show producer for a couple of different morning shows. And then I worked for NPR for a while as well, uh, doing an afternoon show as a local producer there. So I got to tell different news stories and talk about different things that were going on in the area, give local weather forecasts and different things like that. I got to promote different things that were coming up on that show from Washington, different national things. So it was it was really neat, too, because I learned a little bit about non-commercial radio through that radio station and about what it meant to kind of fundraise and and host or have pledge drives and things like that. And then I also learned what it was like to kind of work for a talk radio station. So that really helped me in the end be a little bit more prepared for what was to come at Red Sea. I see. And so you have um, a little mini studio set up in your home office. Is I kind that of right? do. Can you kind of describe that to so me? Not so much. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of what you wouldn't think it would be. I actually have a, a two-bedroom house, and the second bedroom is an office, kind of guest room sort of thing. And Dennis graciously has lent me a microphone. It's a portable one, so I can take it here and there and everywhere to go record different things. And he basically told me, I said, okay, I'm just going to soundproof my house or this room with, with different things. I'm just going to go get some things and, and make it sound like a professional studio. And he said, there's no need in that. You don't need to pay a whole lot of money for that. Just go in your closet, face your clothes and, and cut your commercials and do whatever you need to do. And that's what I've been doing. And it honestly sounds like I'm in a professional audio booth. That, yeah, that's how, we got, some of them. that's how we got our start here for the first two years without a studio yes. is we recorded. And no one would know the difference. Yeah. And it's great. I love it. And I love being able to work from home um, because I am able to go out when I need to go out. And, and like last week, I went and recorded some children's prayers at, at the local Catholic school here and it was just really nice and rewarding. So this job has just been such a blessing. If I'm, if I may, I, I'd like to tell one other little story of something that led you to us, um, or it was okay. a confirmation, and it involves my aunt Kathy Marek. So a little name drop there for my there aunt Kathy go. in the in the Waco area. She hey. taught you <laughs> in preschool. She might be listening. And yes, I hope so. Um, and she said you were, you know. You were a handful, <laughs> and we were talking about it Stephanie Lee. As a child. I know. Well, I wasn't. I was perfect. But anyways, oh, um, yeah. moving on. Yeah, she she had told me about <laughs> this little girl named Stephanie Lee, and she goes, have you heard of her? I'm like, yeah, she's been volunteering for us. Uh, we've been uh, trying to build this station here, and, and we actually are in negotiations and discussions with her and about building low-power FMs and doing other things. And she goes, I think I have an article still. I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, it kind of passed my mind. And a couple of weeks later, I get in this, this in the mail, a, a big full page article from the, the Waco newspaper there. And it's on you, Stephanie Lee, 
about your involvement with the Baylor Band and some of the things that you've been involved in, but as a full page, front page article about Stephanie Lee that my aunt had saved in a file for like eight to 10 years. Wow. For that very moment to to mail Mm -hmm. to me. And I shared that with our board of directors. I said, I think (laughs) this is another confirmation that we need to talk to this girl and and interview her when the time comes. And so it's just neat to see that the newspaper, I still have it. It's all oh, and yellow. Dennis and, brought it to the board meeting. Yeah, when the we were gonna, kind of fading. And <laughs> when we were going to discuss the uh, possibility of hiring a station manager there, Dennis brought the article and folded it all out. And um, I think uh, prevalent in this interview, uh, and as always, we've uh, mm-hmm. been led by the Holy Spirit. We The article in the Catholic Spirit talks about Holy Spirit leading us to you and you to us and the theme for your uh, benefit is going to be surrounding the Holy Spirit and our family. Yes, it is. And um, we, so thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. uh, In prayer right now. Um, So what, what are the, some of the things that we feel the Holy Spirit's leading us to just today and the upcoming weeks and big, large gaudy goals that are we're looking for in the future well we've got the benefit dinner coming up on april the 21st um, at sacred Par- sacred heart parish in waco and all the information is online at redsearadio.org slash benefit um, i will also put together some radio ads here in the next couple of days and some church bulletin ads as well so we've got that coming up the theme i think we've decided is going to be god bless america so we're going to do that, and, and that's going to be one of those things we don't really have much time to prepare for, but I know that God is going to take care of it because He's had His hands in everything else that we're doing, and, and the Holy Spirit will, will lead us as well. So we've got that coming up, and we're just going to continue to follow His call and, and let Him lead us where He thinks we need to be as far as our radio station goes. I've got a few more parish presentations coming up as well. Um, through the end of April. So that's going to be really great. Uh, everybody seems to be so receptive to the Catholic radio station now that they know, hey, there is a radio station here. We're not just talking about raising funds. This is a concrete thing that I can listen to. And I actually understand what's going on. So I think that's where we are now. There's a lot of, of great things happening. And it's only going to continue to get better. Absolutely. So you're, um, as far as for the parishes in your surrounding area that you said you're going and doing these parish presentations, um, have you um, visited many of them or you still have? uh... We have visited about, I think Dennis went to seven of them and then I've got about eight more to go, Um, but I took care of two of those this past week, so I've got about six more. So we are... We're, we're pretty close to being done with them, but we still have we still have a little bit of ways to go with that. And the mission and is twofold. I think God's going to continue to flourish. The mission is twofold to uh, both promote and introduce people to the radio, as well as ask yes. for their blessings financially, because we do. Yes. You know, we're we're only about a fourth of the way there to to paying off this station. So the benefit dinner will be very critical. So we've got another, you know. Uh, $350,000 to go to, to finish purchasing this. But uh, we know that um, 
God gave it to us at actually a pretty bargain price. And um, yes. from what I'm hearing, that's a pretty good price. And thanks be to God to those that that blessed us to, to be able to buy that station. And um, it's exciting to, to have Stephanie uh, to be able to take over and take the lead on that. And we fully trust her to, to take it and make it her own station and make it Central Texas's station. And she's done a great job promoting lots of local thank events. Thank you, Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, thank you, Dennis. Yeah, we've had a lot of local events going on. So I've just done my best to try to keep up with what's going on in the churches and, and promote a lot of different things. Um one thing uh, Stephanie, Stephanie and I t- spoke about yesterday in preparing for uh, our interview today is that um, we're about a week into a 33-day consecration of the station there. Yes, we are. How's that? Um, and our, tell us what's going on, on on live, on the radio, involving the uh, consecration and how that's involved, how that's impacting you as a person. Well, we've got, we've got, I don't know, a lot of people have, I think, heard of it. For, but for those who haven't, the book is called 33 Days to Morning Glory by Father Michael Gately. It is a 33-day retreat for you to be consecrated to Jesus through Mary and just to renew yourself spiritually and to grow spiritually and to, to really make the Holy Spirit a bigger part of your life. And I think it's going well here. A lot of people seem to be receptive to it, just from what I've heard by word of mouth and messages that I've gotten. And I think that we've got at 6, p- 6 a.m. and 9 p.m., we've got different uh, broadcasts about the consecration. There's the book audio as well as some different take on the consecration from guests. And it's just it's really rewarding to listen to those. Um, there are prayers, there's reflections. I've got a promo going to tell people more about the consecration and to really fully explain what that is so that they will listen. And just because it's been, we're day nine into it, doesn't mean that you don't, you can't do it. You can join in any time, just catch up as, as soon as you can, I really read as much of it as you can. Yeah. I encourage your listeners, uh, all of our listeners to, um, don't let that, um, say, well, well, I'm don't let it, don't let that you discourage you, can, you at you all. Can catch up at any time. Um, our here in Brian, we, uh, practiced this consecrating our studio last December, I think about a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's amazing as to be a part of the body of Christ, to be a part of the universal church is like this lofty intellectual thing sometimes, but when you're, it really is. when you're participating in something like this and knowing, um, that your prayers, you're growing in your relationship with Jesus, you're asking the blessed mother to help you in that relationship with Jesus and to know that you're you know, in union with people all over the world who could be praying these things. And to know prayers. you're not alone. Exactly. Uh, it's very comforting. And I think, uh, well, and I should mention this as well, we've got a station blessing coming up on our consecration day on the Feast of the Annunciation on March the 25th out at our tower site. So I'll have more info about that coming out as well with directions and, and different things like that. So be listening and stay tuned for that on our Facebook page and our website, and on the air as well. You can also access any of the uh, short-form readings of the book and the long-form reflections and readings 
on our website at redsearadio.org forward slash consecration. Yes. And the podcast. And it's a really, really great time to kind of renew yourself spiritually and, and just give yourself over to Jesus and the Blessed Mother. Exactly right. Well, uh, Stephanie and I have kind of united across the table at our board meeting, and now across miles, uh, we have a little project that we want to start working on. Um, We are. I'm so excited. Yeah, you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, we're going to kind of, without giving too much away, I just kind of want to, I guess it's more along the lines of why do Catholics do what they do? You know, maybe, for example, what's the purpose of the holy water? What's the purpose of the sign of the cross? Um, Different things like that. So that way, non-Catholics who do listen to this radio station can better understand it, or Catholics who, like me, need to brush up on their faith, need to understand what's going on there as well. So it's going to provide some insight and some explanation to different things that Catholics do. I always get the if I bring a friend to Mass with me, why do y'all kneel and stand and kneel and stand? <laughs> y'all are up and down all the time. Because it's Catholic so, calisthenics. It's Catholic tradition, you know? <laughs> it's just That's how that goes. But uh, I, I want to be able to have some explanations out there because we do want the station to be for Catholic, Catholics and non-Catholics. And I think that some of those explanations that we will have, you know, like the the faith minute or whatever liturgical minute that we want to call it, I think that's going to be really helpful in explaining our customs and our Catholic traditions to those yeah. who have questions about it. I, I agree 100%. I uh, kind of consider myself a, a teenager in my faith life. That's why I'm involved in Me youth too. ministry. I kind of uh, pledged along. I'm a uh, as you were introducing yourself and identifying yourself as a Czech Catholic, I think those two can't be separated, and I identify myself as an Italian Catholic and how mm-hmm. our family and our tradition and our heritage um, emphasized our Catholic religion, but I was really just kind of a pew warmer. And uh, I feel, because I teach teenagers, I, I think that uh, a lot of times we go through our the ins and the outs, and we go to Mass, and we talk about things that we think everyone understands when you say, oh, it's Lent, Stations of the Cross. Right. If you didn't grow up with that devotion and attending the Stations of the Cross, oh, they, they're on every church wall, <laughs> those kind of things. I just think that it's an opportunity for us to not assume that people or a, a reminder know of, about of, these you know, what a sacrament is, what a sacramental is, and the different things about our faith. What uh, exactly do we need to be getting out of reconciliation when we go in there? We don't need to just be blabbing to the priest about our sins. We need to actually be sorry for our sins and not just go in there, okay, this is what I did wrong. I'm going to go out and say my penance and I'm done. You know, we need to really take it seriously. Um, and I, that's another thing you know we need to explain. I agree. So uh, that's that's a little uh, thing on Stephanie and Judy's bucket list that we're going to be working on. Yes, it is. Uh, yep, it is. And I think I think it's going to be really nice because I think a lot of people are going to have some clarification. So I think that brushing up on our faith can never hurt us. Absolutely. Um, 
today is the day before Ash Wednesday, and um, it is. a lot of things have been coming across my Facebook and different conversations and um, ideas. Uh, I have a cousin who, and we are text prayer warriors for each other, and uh, her, their priest talked about, you know, a good Lent is not going to just accidentally happen to you. You have to have to have a Lent plan, and you need to be intentional about um, mm-hmm. some of the things coming up. And um, do you, I'm just wondering. I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have a Lent plan? What's uh, aside I from? I do. I really want to better my prayer life. I feel like I don't. When I pray, I pray in a hurry at night, and I don't pray with the full intent to pray what I need to pray for. I just say my prayers and I go to bed because I'm tired. You know, I need to. I need to get down on my knees again and start praying, and really feel God's presence in the room with me and just feel what it feels like to get the full effect of prayer again. I, I need to increase my prayer life. So I think what I'm going to do is part of that is going to, I'm going to give up Facebook with the exception of using our Catholic radio Facebook pages. The rest of it, is all going to just go. I don't want to look at news feeds. I don't want to update any statuses. All of that is going to stop because you can sit there so many hours of the day or, or for so long during the day and just reading people's news feeds. And that's wrong. You know, that's wrong. There's not, there's so much other time that God gave you that we could be spending doing other things like praying or serving him in some other way. Well, and I think Facebook takes and social media takes a lot away from that. I I agree. I do refer to mine as Facebook, not not Facebook. I, I spend a lot of time putting up things that I think are up positive and uplifting. Um, Facebook, I like that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I didn't make it up. I have very few original thoughts, but I'm a thief for the Lord, so I I uh, do like to put up Catholic teachings um, and encouragement and be positive and uplifting. Um, and I think that's what I need to start doing after Lynn. After these 40 days, I need to start finding more devotional things and, and prayers to put up instead of just, oh, here's yeah. what I made for dinner, or here's what <laughs> happened last night, or whatever. So you don't want to see do a picture often, of the but... dewberry pie that I made? You don't want to see that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> What are you going to give up, Judy? I guess I'll put you on the spot. Well, um, I really uh, don't add anything to the quotation marks giving up. Um, my husband mm-hmm. and I incorporate uh, no meat Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday during the week. Um, I uh-huh. am a carnivore, and it is um, a bit of a struggle, and uh, we try not to I'm not gonna not be relational to people but we we try not to eat out and utilize uh-huh. that money that we would spend in a in a more way of uh, charity and almsgiving but um, mm-hmm. there's a website called busted halo and it's a kind of okay. a youth ministry kind of thing and it has a a 40-day challenge of something that you take a picture of and upload it on your Facebook so Tomorrow night, you'll get to see my ash cross on my forehead will be my first posting. And then every day, it challenges you to take a picture of something related to Lent and upload that on your Facebook. So, 
Oh, I like that. That's kind of my Lenten plan. I tend to go and look for things that I want to offer for my teens to do, and I almost always find something that I'm supposed to incorporate into my faith life. I'm still waiting to hear from my 18-year-old. Of We ask her, what do you want us to do as a family? It's a whole lot easier for us to get on board with her than to get her on board mm-hmm. with something that we we're deciding to do. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I at. think just, I don't think it's more about giving up something. I sure. think it's more of a sacrifice to God. Well, every, more of a way to serve God better. Like you talked about almsgiving and fasting. That's part of what Lent is for Catholics. And I, I really feel like that is something to, there's something to be said there. So I know of a lot of people that don't watch TV during Lent, which I think is a great idea too, because I think that can improve the quality of relationships. Well, Stephanie, so as we're things that go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to let you know no, we're ahead. we're running out of time, as a matter of fact, and, and I'm actually relieved because I was afraid y'all were about to ask me what I was going to do. So you know what, we don't <laughs> oh, have time. No. But can you tell people in oh, the Central Texas bad. area how they can get in touch with you, both email and cell phone, to be able okay. to request um, things? Uh, do it real quickly. All of my contact info is on redsearadio.org. My cell number is two five four three one three. 7282 and my email is stephanie lowercase s-t-e-p-h-a-n-i-e at r-e-d-c-r-a-d-i-o dot org awesome well thank you stephanie uh, i knew this time was going to fly by and uh, i thank you and it really I'd has like to ask, by so fast yeah i'd like to ask our listeners and you to join me Uh, In this prayer, uh, this is the collect taken from Ash Wednesday Mass tomorrow. Grant, O Lord, grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting this campaign of Christian service, so that as we take up battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I want to thank our listeners for listening to Red Sea Roundup. And remember, when choosing between the values of heaven and the values of earth, always round up.